the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Eighty-five percent of the teenagers in high school have been exposed to hardcore Satanism. Jesus wants me to live an abundant human life. Satan's pretty cool. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fake Ritual, a fool's guide to pop culture and the occult. And with me today is a new friend of mine. She is a practicing folk chaos witch residing in the great, the greatest side of Pennsylvania, the western side of Pennsylvania. Yeah, I said it, Philly. I am sitting here with Crispy. Hello, Crispy. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Heck yeah. So, you are uh, known by another moniker. You are known as the Patchouli Charmer. I am. Uh, and that's kind of the name of your magical practice and, you know, your the services you offer. So, you know, tell the listeners at home a bit about that. Yeah. So, as the Patchouli Charmer, I am a practicing witch. I practice witchcraft and folk craft. And I'm also an astrologer and tarot reader. Um, I practice intuitive tarot reading and astrology. So most of the time I'm helping and guiding people through usually traumatic situations through mystical ways. Uh, yeah. When, you know, what's kind of like the history of that? When did you start any kind of practice? And then what made you kind of take that step to like, oh, I'm going to use this to help other people? Yeah, for sure. So... Um, I guess overall, I've always been very interested in these things. My grandmother was, you know, a practicing medium. She could see the future and people would come into her house for that. Um, my dad was always into this stuff. So I think in 2018, at that point, I was already pretty good at astrology. I, I knew a lot. I was doing a lot with it for myself and friends. Um, I moved to Western Pennsylvania, and I think I went into the rich witchcraft realm because I needed something more, like I was in a transitional phase mm -hmm. of my life. Um, so I started working in that dabbling and such, and then I was managing a tattoo studio, and one of the workers there was like, I'm leaving my other part-time job at this like witchy shop. And I think you should work there. And, I'll, and I was like, that's weird that, like, you thought of me. And so I started working there and that kind of just, it was very divinely put in my path, I believe. And then I met, the, you know, the owner is now one of my closest peoples. And she has been guiding me through witchcraft and everything. And I was reading tarot by this time. And this person, Leslie, was like, I think that you're ready to read for the public. And I was like, what? <laughs> what did you say? Like, <laughs> I read. Scratch. Yeah, like, I read for, like, myself and two other people. Um, but she put me into an event here that was at the Ace Hotel okay. in Pittsburgh. 
And I ended up reading for like 35 plus people that night. Yeah. And it was one after another and it was so natural to me. And I just had this like epiphany. I was like, I've been doing this in so many past lives and I think I'm, I'm supposed to be doing this. And it's just been ever since then kind of going. Oh, Um, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, our topic today is uh, not shy about its supernatural connections as well. Uh, you can say it maybe is divinely driven. I don't know. I'm trying to... These transitions are the hardest part of the show. So, you know, yeah, I yeah. think that one was okay. But uh, producer, cue up that cool music because I'm about to intro the shit out of this topic. Into every generation, a slayer is born. One girl in all the world, a chosen one. She alone will wield the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and the forces of darkness. To stop the spread of their evil and the swell of their numbers, she is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) You get it, you get it. So yeah, this uh, was... uh, Is your pick. This was your pick because I uh, admittedly have never really watched the show. So... Tell, tell the listeners, tell me, uh, you know, why, what Buffy means to you. And then maybe we can get into a little bit more of like why it matters at all. Yeah. So Buffy to me, so I started watching Buffy, um, because it's, it was very popular during when I was a kid. And I remember getting like J14 magazines and seeing these actors in the magazines and, you know, catching glimpses of it on the television. Like, I mean, my dad was really into sci-fi. So I think, like, if I remember correctly, he would be watching Buffy and, like, turn it real quick. Like, because it's, you know, it gets pretty gory sometimes. Definitely. Surprisingly. Surprisingly. um, Yeah, watching it as an adult, I'm like, this was, like, because I remember young kid, like, I don't know, like, preteens and teens really being into Buffy and watching it, it's way darker and way more sci-fi than I thought it would be. But anyways, um, yeah, so I always, you know, I'm queer. So I remember looking at Buffy and Willow and being like, wow, who are they? Mm-hmm. Like, they look cool. Like, before I even was aware, I was just like, I want to be them. Mm-hmm. Like, so I also love vampires um, always been, I was really into the Underworld series okay, in like yes. 2004. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Best outfits. Talk about, yeah, like a queer oh icon. Yeah. Right, right. Leather. It, it did wonders for my teen brain, for yeah. sure. Um, so yeah, I think I naturally, and so many people would be like, Crispy, you've never seen Buffy? Like, people who know me, they're like, it's right up your alley. Like, it's it has you written all over it. Um, so I finally, yeah, I just did it. I was like, I'm gonna watch Buffy. Yeah, as an outsider, I always avoided the show simply because of, like, the WB level, which is the channel it ran on, like, the Mm -hmm. production quality. It always just, like, turned me off. I don't exactly know why. Uh, I think it just kind of had that, like, soap opera look to it, Mm -hmm. like, but having watched it... For this episode, I am, like, I'm getting on the bandwagon, like, quickly realizing, like you're saying, the characters, they are so well-written and so relatable. The genre 
blending. Like you're saying, it's got, of course, horror, uh, drama, teen drama, yeah. you know, love triangles and relationships. And then it's got sci-fi. It's got robots. It's yeah. got uh, it fantasy. Really you know, it's got everyone. swords and sorcery. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, also the the strong female lead and side characters, you know, just done in a way that isn't, uh, it seems nowadays like strong female characters are often just female characters given masculine traits. Yes. And the thing with Buffy and, you know, please feel free to expand on this some more is that she is feminine and strong. Yes. And it's I not agree. mutually exclusive. Yeah, yeah. And I also really enjoy that it's um, like oftentimes when we have strong female leads, it's usually masculine roles. And it's also usually like pointed out in film now. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. And like mocked or joked about. To wow, get she's a real, across. she's really tough to get along with, isn't she? Yeah. Wow, she, uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, didn't expect that. But in Buffy. She's wearing pants. You know, they oh, might yeah. as well like, say ooh. something like that. Yeah. yeah, might as well. It's very like Don't call me chick. You know, some yeah. line like that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, and I think in Buffy, like, every single female lead, like, character, it's never, like, pointed out or talked about. Yeah. It's just, just like, these are these badass characters. It's not because they're females playing these tough roles. Mm -hmm. um, it just, you know, no, these are just the main characters. Like, it's as simple as that. <laughs> and it's pretty cool. I really enjoy that factor. And what, what do you think it is? I mean, we've touched on a few of the, you know, the big things, at least things I read up on why the show matters. But, you know, this being an occult podcast as well as pop culture, what is truly the, like, magical essence of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yeah, I think it allows for so many um, types of people to be fans. Um, I know specifically, like, talking about, like, the witchcraft stuff. Um, from what I gather, like, during the time of Buffy, it was kind of like the Wicca boom in time period of pop culture. Um, but I, from my knowledge, aside from, like, Charmed and everything else, the witches were always kind of older. Yes. Um, we had Sabrina, but Sabrina's, like, lighter. Yeah, more kitschy. And more. then in Buffy, it's, like, the goths were represented, yes. too. Like, goths can watch this show. The witches can watch it nerds yeah. the popular kids everyone like there's a character for everyone and it, they're never competing like yeah. there, there's 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 some things with like cordelia obviously who's like the preppy one who's kind of mean but she even becomes like part of the friend group mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah everyone's kind of given like some some sort of redemption at least yeah. unless they're like the biggest of the bads. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so I think people were able to see themselves in a lot of the characters. And I think that's what really makes it a great show. And, like, archetypes, like, there's so many good archetypes in that show. Yeah, I feel like it also handles, yeah, the supernatural and, like, occult ideas in a very, like, yeah. interesting way and mm -hmm. kind of in an unexpected way. Like, cliches are sort of turned on their heads sometimes. And yeah. And the, you know, to the witchcraft that I have seen in the show, it's very accurate. Like, the spells they do and, like, the terms that they use is very accurate and true. And I love seeing that. Because sometimes in film, you know, they 
there's witch stuff happening, but you look and it's kind of like, oh, well, that's not yeah, really... they didn't do their research. They didn't do their research, but it's okay, I'm still into it, blah, blah, yeah. But with Buffy, like, they did their research. Like, some bit, there had to be, like, an in-house witch. There had to have been <laughs> to write some of the stuff they were in. Well, yeah, uh, well, we're going to take a little break here, but, you know, speaking of witches... Uh... I have a little quiz for you. So, you know, prepare yourself. We're going to take a little break here and we'll be back with Crispy to uh, test her knowledge of some of the spells and rituals in the show. Virginia, 1866. The frequent disappearance of local Civil War widows shocked an already grieving community. These events ended when Lucy Hanover arrived in town. Chicago, May 1927. 41 bodies were found near Union Station. Shortly after the arrival of this young woman, the mysterious murder stopped. Now, in 1997, it's starting all over again. And we're back with Crispy, the Patchouli Charmer. And I have a quiz here that I have dubbed Fake Rituals, Fake Rituals. Uh, there's an apostrophe in there. It probably doesn't make sense for radio, but it looks great on my outline here. Uh, but I have 10 questions here uh, pertaining to some of the different spells and rituals that have been throughout the show. Uh, we can apply your es- expertise here. And I guess just for the sake of not completely plagiarizing i got these are two quizzes i got from uh my favorite funtrivia.com uh great little ad free quiz site and uh these are questions i pulled uh from quizzes by user baby buffy and user sunny mel so you know for what it's worth thank you baby buffy and sunny mel but all right crispy are you ready to test your knowledge Let's see. Let's see. All right. Question number one. In the episode, The Witch, a potion was used that turned the skin blue. This was used as an indicator for what? If someone had used magic in the past 48 hours, an othalic demon disguised as a human, whether someone was a witch or if someone was under the influence of a spell. I think, isn't it if someone was a witch? Final answer? Final answer. It is if someone used magic Ah, in the past 48 hours. Yeah, uh, the nice thing about these quizzes here is they have little write-ups that the users add. Uh, And this is what Giles, uh, the sort of father figure guide for Buffy in the show. Yeah. He's he's, a watcher, as they call it. Also the librarian. And the librarian. Yes, Mm -hmm, very important. mm -hmm. He says, uh, heat ingredients and apply to witch. And if a spell has been cast in the previous 48 hours, witch's skin turns blue. So uh, is there any real, real life connotation Um, or real life? uh, uh, Maybe, maybe back in the old days when we could like put poisonous things and stuff. And like (laughs) anyone who touched it would have been blue. Um, When they were just looking for witches. To burn, yeah, like, yeah they blue. wanted everyone to turn blue. So, all right, well, <laughs> okay. Question two. Let's 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 get some. Let's get on the board here. 
From okay, this is uh, this is a quote from the show. From the blood of the sire, she is risen. From the blood of the sire, she she shall rise again. Who said this? Angel, Willow, Giles, or Spike? I don't know. It's between Giles and Willow for me. Um, I'm gonna say Giles. Am I wrong? Spike. Why? When was it Spike? <laughs> Spike I told yeah, you I'd is... be wrong on all of these. This is uh, that's fine. I mean, it's 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 not real. It's it's fake. It's a fake. It it's a fake, fake game. Fake. Yeah, it's everything it we do here. Uh, but yeah, this this quote is uh, part of a ritual to restore Drusilla back to health oh, from the episode yeah. "What's My Line." Uh, this was the episode where an organ fell on Spike and crippled him. He's a vampire mm-hmm. character. The character was originally meant to be killed off, but the viewers loved him so much, he became one of the main villains and later part of the main cast. Mm-hmm. Which... And then that led to him being in the wheelchair, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what in I, a couple I'm, episodes. I was hoping this wheelchair. quiz, like if people, I guess one spoiler alert, I suppose, for there the Buffy series, <laughs> but also just like if you don't, know Buffy at all and you're still listening you probably would do well to be stoned because like we're just gonna like hit some characters in this and some plot we're just gonna gloss over a lot of stuff that's just gonna have you saying like wait what he's in a wheelchair the vampire Uh, yeah surprise (laughs) piano fell on him (laughs) Uh, all right question three let's get on the board all right now I have to speak I believe this is Latin this is another quote from the show Nisi mort, nisi de al fintai lasa orbita safi fasul kari fa transporta sufletul al el asa safi asa safi akum akum. What was the purpose of these words? <laughs> um, uh, I'll give you. There's multiple choice. Here. Oh, okay, cool. Yes, cool. yes. Summoning the spirit guides, restoring angel's soul. Opening the hell mouth or bringing Buffy back to life? Pretty sure that's the angel's soul one. It is to restore angel's soul. And this is something that we will touch on a little bit later, but I believe that is the ritual of restoration. It is. Yeah, something, and I believe it is Willow that says that. So, you know, a little tease for, uh, you know, the finale of the show here. But you're on the board. Yay! Finally. Yes. Uh, Okay. Question four. In the episode Lover's Walk, Spike goes to the, this is in caps, magic box to get ingredients for the love spell Willow is going to do. What are one of the ingredients he has to get? Is it essence of cloves, essence of lavender, essence of violet, or essence of rose? I'm going to assume, based off witch knowledge, that it's Essence of Rose. It's Violet. <gasps> oh, that was my first thought was like, it sounds like Violet, but for a love spell, it would be Rose. I should have went with Violet. Yeah, uh, yeah. Willow gives Spike a list of things she yeah. needs, and they include Essence of Violet, Cloves, a set of runic tablets, and mm-hmm. Eye of Rat. See, there's that not eye of newt, eye of rat. Mm-hmm. Eye of rat. Very <laughs> All right. Oh, boy, you are not 
slaying this queen. I'm not slaying this <laughs> Sorry, at I just, all. <laughs> you're doing great. You're doing great. <laughs> Thank you. All right, you. question five. Okay, this is a fill in the blank. This is from episode something blue is what it's called. Uh, and I can, I feel like I know who's saying this and I can already hear the like Joss Whedon. It's very Whedon-esque here. But I didn't shirk. I did the research and I picked up the blank. I just forgot the doing the spell part. Is it Eelsbane, Mother Herb, Rat's Eyes, or Motherwort? Motherwort? It's Motherwort. Nice, nice. I love Motherwort. Yeah, Willow tells Giles this when he speaks to her about Mm. forgetting to help him with the truth spell he was going to do on Spike. That's great. I know, yeah. It's like, I just love all the, yeah, all the different little details, like... Yeah, it's it's amazing. And some of them are real. Like, is motherwort a real thing? It is. It is. Yeah, okay. and it's a very commonly used. That's why I was like, I hope it's motherwort because that's like a legit thing. <laughs> All right, two, two, two points. <laughs> no, no, All right. better than none. Yes, yes. All right. Question number six in the episode titled "Bargaining." What does Willow need to perform the resurrection spell to bring Buffy back? Urn of Diana, Urn of Thespia, Urn of Osiris, or Urn of Cadria? I'm going to say Diana, Urn of Diana, hopefully, because that would be a legit witch thing. Osiris. Ah, oh, wait. But it's an Osiris, the the god of the dead. Yes, literally all the Egyptian gods are probably rolling in their graves at me right now. I'm sorry, I literally have Bast in behind me. Um, she's hissing. Right she's now. hissing at me. She is pissed. Yeah, it <laughs> I'm says, so uh, sorry. Willow needs the urn of Osiris to perform the spell. Anya manages to get it from eBay. God. <laughs> wow. That's fun. That's really that fun. That is really fun. And, and you I probably love that. have you bought any witch supplies from eBay? Um Definitely books okay, and, like, yeah. grimoire type stuff, for sure. Okay. Here, okay, we're on oh to... Oh, my God. Question number seven. Okay. In the episode... In the, in the same episode, uh, Bargaining, what was the, quote, wine of the mother? Was it an ancient urn of Osiris? An intricate pentagram the name of the spell to bring buffy back or the blood of a young deer i truly do not know so i i might not even have gotten this far but i'm gonna say the blood of a deer just because that's like badass ding so. ding ding you're right good oh, call nice yeah. nice <laughs> i love it. and this is where sometimes these write-ups are fun because they're you they're it's the user putting in uh-huh. all it says here is it was awful when willow killed that poor deer i think that scene really showed willow's path into the dark magics oh my god <laughs> wow okay yeah i mean you're correct have you ever yeah. used any blood in uh rituals um not any animal blood just like my own, Your own like yeah. poke in my finger type mm-hmm. of deal yep. all right uh question number eight in the episode all the way willow a name we're hearing a lot of because, you know, she is the resident witch of the show. Willow performs a spell to make Tara forget the fight they had. 
her when they're you know her girlfriend at the time. Tara finds out in the episode once more with feeling, which I believe is the musical episode. Uh, oh, there's a musical Buffy episode if if Incredible. you didn't know that. Incredible. Uh, what did Willow use to do the spell? Was it lathes flower, lathes weed? Lathe's essence or Lathe's bramble, spelled L E T H E apostrophe S. Flower, mm. weed, essence, bramble. Flower? It was bramble. bramble. Oh my god. I was like, this bramble sounds cool. I'm going to say bramble. I'm like, it's not bramble. Uh, yeah, and this is definitely this this uh, explanation here kind of shows you I, the the way Buffy is really good at kind of like taking the supernatural and the human, you know, the the drama oh, and yes. the the magic and like putting them together. Tara mm-hmm. finds out about the spell and realizes that she must leave Willow as she is doing too much magic. She uses Lathe Bramble again in the episode Tabula Rasa. To make Tara forget about the fighting and Buffy forget about being in heaven. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Buffy what? goes to heaven. What? Heaven exists? I guess it does. I mean, if this if there's demons in this world, there's there's yeah. heaven. Mm-hmm. But dang, yeah. Too much too much magic. Have you ever had magic like kind of like negatively affect any relationships in your life? I mean, not um, to get too personal, but not really. Um I had it affect the other person didn't know, but like, I'm a strong believer that everybody needs to do a love spell to realize why you shouldn't do love spells. Mm. And I totally did a love spell and (laughs) it did not, um, it never goes the way that you anticipate for it to go. So I definitely have had like magic and spells backfire. on Okay. For sure. Cause I was left miserable, depressed, um, all of it. It was, yeah. I don't want to say don't do love spells, kids, because that's going to make people want to do it more. Well, just wear love spell. Yeah, just wear love spell, and from that will Victoria's do all of the work. Yes. Yeah, from Victoria's Secret. You don't need anything else. All right, we got two questions here. Let's just, you know, let's get, we got, you got three points. You can get these next two. We'll just call it a win. Uh, <laughs> all right, question number nine. In the episode Dead Things, what type of gland was used to help power the cerebral dampener? Here again is where if you're stoned right now, listener, you're probably going to be feeling really good. Cerebral dampener, that's far out. (laughs) Pituitary gland, musk gland, estrogen gland, lust gland. I'm going to assume the pituitary gland? Musk. Is that a gland? This one might be, I mean, I know a lust gland isn't real, but let's, let's see yeah. here. Musk gland. A musk gland. Probably from an animal. Because yeah. they do have, yeah, it's, it says in deer. So I guess Willow oh. was killing more deer. Yeah. I mean, Willow. All Gosh, right. Well, let's, Willow. you know what? Screw it. You get this last question right, you're you're the winner. <laughs> and even if you don't get it right, you're still a winner oh, to me. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, last question. Okay, in the episode, Lies My Parents Told Me, Giles uses a stone to trigger memories of Spike's past. What kind of stone was this? Pyrite? Petoskey? Propylactic? Prokaryote? 
I'm going to say pyrite. Prokaryote. <sighs> Damn. I to don't be honest, believe. I only know pyrite. I'm kind of. I looked up away. prokaryote is not a real stone because when I typed it in, it just showed up uh, the fandom for Buffy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There so are some like weird words that they make up. I have noticed. <laughs> yes. It says the prokaryote <laughs> stone is a hard, smooth, brown colored object that, according to Giles, can move within a person's mind to unleash, quote, ideas, images, and memories. I want one of these stones, Giles. Yeah, Giles. Like, God love a librarian. Yes. All the knowledge. Uh, But all right. Well, three out of ten, you know, that's... (sighs) That's good. That's good. You know, that's three. That's good enough. One more than two. Yeah. Two more than one. Yeah. Uh, Never been a quiz taker. Not a good one. (laughs) (laughs) But all right, we're going to take a little break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk with Crispy about Willow. Slayer and all who wield it, last to ancient first, we invoke thee. Grant us thy domain and primal strength. Accept us and the powers we possess. Make us mind and heart and spirit join. Let the hand encompass us. Do thy will. Spiritus, spirit. Animus, heart. Surface, mind. And manus, the hand. All right, and we're back with Crispy, the Patchouli Charmer. And uh, now we're going to do a little more of a deep dive into the series, uh, a showcase, if you will. And uh, it felt appropriate, and it was also your pick, Crispy, to talk about Willow, the witch of the show. Uh, so, yeah, before we, you know, get into the nitty-gritty of it, why does Willow matter to you? What What's, you know, beyond just, like, kind of having a similar, you know, practice, I guess? You know, what's, why yeah. is she so cool? Yeah, so I originally thought Willow, like, Willow immediately was my favorite of, of the group. Um, and I think because she is so kind... Like, to begin with, she's just, like, so sweet. And when I was in, you know, middle school and high school, I had a lot of friends like her who are sweet and nerdy and just really wanted to help people and, like, genuinely naive in a way, but not, like, she's also really smart and witty. Mm-hmm. So there was that good duality. Um, she's resigned she- to her nerd Mm-hmm. especially at yeah. the start you know hey you oh, know i'm yeah. a dork like i'm not yeah. cool so uh-huh cool. and she like owns up to it mm-hmm. and like really embraces it and doesn't see anything wrong with it mm-hmm. either um and that's always positive to see because you know sometimes in film and shows the nerd is like oh we have a nerd character but they still kind of pick on him a little bit um but willow is like cool <laughs> and have really good outfits um, yeah, and I feel like Willow is very relatable, and I, you know, t- tell me if I'm, like, uh, being too presumptuous, but that nerd-to-witch pipeline, I mean, yeah. as someone that I'm not a practitioner, but I am uh, interested, I can attest myself, nerd to, like, woo-woo, Oh yeah, it's real. 
it's totally real. Um, yeah, for me personally, like, I've always been a nerd. I love, you know, um, fantasy elements of things. So, like, witchcraft being like, oh, I'm allowed to just, like, have a wand. I, that's, like, part of the practice. And I can have, like, shiny jewels. Like, okay, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be a <laughs> I am a nerd. Like, I love the Renaissance Fair. I, I've, a, I've been a LARPer. Like, <laughs> listen... <laughs> I am a nerd. So yeah, seeing Willow transition into like, first she's curious about witchcraft and then, you know, you see her do her first spell um, and she's nervous and it's kind of her transition is very much so I think what a lot of us mm-hmm. um, kind of experience because, you know, first you just pick up a book. And you start reading about it probably more at a nerdy level, like at minimum, it's going to be a cool fantasy thing. And then you try something small and you see your results mm-hmm, <laughs> and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, let me try something bigger. Um, and then you start to identify with it. Um, so I definitely saw myself and Willow in her slow transition, like, oh, I'm just reading a book to, oh, I think I might be a witch to I am a witch. Yes. <laughs> um, that was really cool. Uh, well, speaking yeah, of some of her spells, we covered it a little bit in that quiz we did, but the Ritual of Restoration is something you said you wanted to speak about because it does have some sort of real-world uh, you know, connotations. And I, I guess I'll just set it up by saying at least what my understanding of it is, and you can go from there. But within the show, the Ritual of Restoration is a way to curse, quote-unquote, a vampire by reinstating their soul. And making them feel the guilt of all the killing and bad stuff they've done. Mm-hmm. And then it's compounded by the fact that if they then experience any moment of true happiness, yes. then their soul is ripped away again and they're back to being nasty vampire bloodsucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this particularly happens to the character of Angel, played by David Boreanis. Is that how you say his last name? I think that's how you Such say it. Such a 90s relic. Like, it sorry, is. Like, sorry, David, but... <laughs> that, his face is so, like, such a staple of, like, the late 90s. Yes, he wasn't even supposed to be cast. He was, like, walking by oh or something, God. and the casting director knew him or something and was just like, hey, you should, you know, like, he, like be this reeks, part. He, like, reeks, like, he looks like a vampire. He does. He does. He just has the vampy look. Or like a romantic, like a, yes. a romance novel cover. Mm-hmm. He has that kind of, like, oh, ooh, dreamy, deep eyes. Like, yeah, uh-huh. hair that was so doesn't popular. say much. Yes. Like, perfect. Okay. <laughs> angel. But yeah, yeah, the name. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, what, you know, what's your kind of take on the ritual of restoration? Yeah. So I thought, first of all, like the whole idea of this curse was really cool because it's super layered. Like I was saying Um, earlier, the cliche is kind of being flipped. I've never heard of anything like this. Yeah, yeah. It's very unique. And, like, you could tell just the description of what this ritual is and the development of Angel's character. It is so well thought out. Like, they didn't just throw this Mm -hmm. idea together. And I really appreciate that. Um, So just the spell in general or the curse or the ritual, however you want to call it, is very intriguing to me because of the multi-layered stuff and then them doing the spell in the show was kind of my first real moment watching Buffy where I was like whoa that's like that's legit witchcraft like these are all tools that we use um 
And yeah, that was just really cool to see like a part of myself on a show and have it be pretty accurate. And it too was really cool with this ritual because it was a multi-person ritual. So it wasn't just Willow. It wasn't just Giles. There was two separate locations and people had to do the same set of things at two locations. Okay. So Willow had to like instruct her friends like, okay, we're going to say this. You have to do this. Um, And I just thought that was also really cool because it's like, Oftentimes people think of witches doing everything alone, you know, in their cabin in the Mm -hmm. woods alone. And it's like, well, not really. We have a lot of friends and a lot of friends are totally, even if they're not witches, willing to help us. Yeah. Um, So it was really cool and, you know, nerdy and cute. Yeah, I'm seeing here too uh, requirements for the ritual. Four candles, Mm -hmm. animal bones, runic stones, burning incense, and orb of Thessala. Yeah. So, yeah, I do have these written down, too. Um, So using candles is absolutely, like, a traditional thing. Candles are, like, 99% of spells. Mm -hmm. At least one candle. Um, Animal bones are very common, especially in um, more, like, folk religious um, kind of folk magic type of areas. Uh, the runic stones. If, are you familiar with runes? I'm not. I mean, runes are like, I get like magic, like they're sigils, essentially, like yeah, ancient yeah. sigils, magical symbols. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Tell me a little more. Yeah. So um, kind of like um, the tarot, how you like there's a set kind of system. There's a set system to most rune stones specifically. Um, and when you hear rune stones, nine times out of 10, we're talking about the Germanic, um, kind of paganism. So, um, yeah, I forget how many there are and I'm not, um, runes are something I'm interested in. I haven't fully gone into it and there's people who this is their whole practice. Um, but there's different symbols that represent different things. And oftentimes you have all your runes in a bag and you pick one out. Um, and that's kind of like the tarot tells you your fortune. It's the same kind of concept. So div- divinatory, this kind of like yeah. random in- mm-hmm. injection of randomness. To yes, kind of like yes. be dealing with, you know, chaos or whatever you'd want to call it. The gods. Or, yeah. Yeah. So using runic stones, you can like use certain symbols to invoke certain things in spells. So I, I really wish I knew which stones they were like using and throwing and had set out because it would give more of an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because at the end, like you have to kneel in front of this whole setup that Willow has, and then she casts the runic stones over the circle. Oh. Yeah. Is it a great scene? Have you you've seen it? It is. It's that... pretty cool. It's not like the best spell scene in Buffy, but it's one of the first that you get to see. Um, so that's pretty cool. Well, yeah, this uh, kind of an interesting little segue here too, because I'm so good at those. Yeah, uh, yeah ritual of restoration, kind of, you know, we got soul versus no soul. It's kind of like the the uh, the line we're crossing there. Which leads me to uh, the character arc for Willow that was Dark Willow. Now, I know this is in the later seasons that you didn't get to, but I'm sure you're familiar with Dark Willow. Yes. Kind of her, because of a tragedy, 
that happens. Uh, she kind of just loses it and then takes all the power she has and basically like proceeds to attempt to end the world. Yeah. Uh, it happens. And yeah, I think it's interesting that if speaking of magic, that they kind of talk about what I've heard in other circles, or at least in like chaos magic circles is called magus itis. Are you familiar with this? Um, I think so, but give me a definition. Yeah, I so have. I it's clarify. the, the, the writer of condensed chaos, Phil Hine, mm-hmm, practicing mm-hmm. chaos magician. I have a quote here and he just puts it best. Uh, says the ego, a self-regulatory structure, which maintains the function of being the unique self, doesn't like the process of becoming more adaptive to experience, which he's saying is what magic can do for you. Uh, one of the more subtle defenses that it throws up is the sneaking suspicion, which quickly becomes an as- obsession, is that you are better than everyone else. In some circles, this is known as magus-itis. It is not unknown for those afflicted to declare themselves to be maguses, witch queens, avatars of the goddess, or spiritual masters. And if you catch yourself referring to everyone else as the herd or human cattle, etc., then it's time to take another look at what, at where you're going. Which preach, I think, preach, preach. Yeah, and I'm, I thought yeah. with the Dark Willow, that's kind of what I saw. Uh, mm-hmm. That sort of character spoke to me about. It's just kind of this notion of like, if you aren't careful within a magical practice, you can get to this point where you dehumanize other people and you start to just think. I get it. I know what's going on in the world. These other mm-hmm. ones don't. And then, you know, you're just kind of like a, at least annoying, at most dangerous. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Um, and I have, you know, I've seen it happen. I've heard about it happening. Um, I luckily have had, you know, other witches who, um, you know, elder witches in my life who have told me like, you know, this is a possibility. Um, so just be weary and, you know, keep yourself in check. Um, for me, luckily I use a lot of, um, the psychologist and psychiatrist and mystic man, Carl Jung, Jung. um, his work is monumental in my work and it deals a lot about, you know, ego, the self and the shadow, Mm -hmm. our subconscious, our inner child. Um, and for me also being like a chaos, witch. Um, and using chaos magic has been foundational for me. And I think it keeps me in check. Um, when I see and hear and, and learn about Dark Willow, I also see, you know, there was part of me who's like, okay, this is ego taking over. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also another way of looking at it where I was like, oh, maybe this is, you know, Willow's shadow self. So like the shadow self is the part of you we don't talk about the, you know, quote unquote negative qualities of the self. Um, you know, some people, most people are jealous, but that's not socially acceptable. So you are like, oh, I'm not a jealous person. Mm-hmm. And you start hating jealous people. Ah, uh, yes, yes. But that's you projecting. Yes. So I was like, maybe this is like Shadow Willow, you know, the side of herself that she always pushed down and pushed away. Maybe it's like an analogy for that because um, she was always so nice and always so compassionate and caring. Um, so yeah, I definitely, I'm like, it's either ego or shadow, but then a lot of the times it's usually both (laughs) coming together and creating, you know, a beast that wants to take over the world. Yeah. I mean, how do you, uh, square that in your practice or maybe even just like your outlook on magic, the kind of like 
the the light side of ourselves, the dark side of ourselves. I feel like sometimes, and especially new age, more more new agey type uh, groups or whatever, it's very like kind of toxic positivity. You know, no yes. real like acknowledgement of like the the shadow self, the darker sides of mm-hmm. ourselves. Do you have a way within your practice of kind of like uh, reconciling that? You know, making sure that you are at least you know acknowledging that. So that it doesn't just sit in the back waiting for its opportunity to pounce. Yes, yes. I definitely, in my practice, like I combine um, both my dark self and my light self. I think personally, for a very long time in my life, I was functioning on shadow mainly. Like that was what I was on the forefront. Um, And my true self kind of was hanging in the back. And um, so I think I was already very understanding of my shadow self, my darker side, my darker natures, and I, I'm able to embrace them. Um, so for me, it was more finding my light side and like coming mm, into okay. that and, um, you know, meditating and even like doing some like prayers and mm-hmm. like using crystals and getting healing work done. That was me kind of addressing the shadow like i was trying to shun all of that stuff yeah yeah something the stuff that you maybe would have spent many years rolling your eyes at you sort of said like oh let's you know which is yeah Mm -hmm. definitely i feel like in a lot of magical practices but specifically in chaos magic they're always talking about Uh like shattering uh you know committing sacrilege and kind yep. of like deconditioning yourself so always yeah. being weary of like if i have this really hardcore opinion that goes uh-huh. in one direction i really need to be skeptical of like yeah that mm-hmm. yeah and it's about like checking yourself i love i love chaos magic the second i read about chaos magic mm-hmm. i was like Same. this is it this is belief is a tool once i read that just yeah. as a phrase i was like mm-hmm. wow that's it's beautiful. It's so true. It is. It is. It's us and that fuck shit up, not, yes. you know, not being Christian <laughs> or not being any uh-huh. sort of belief system. It's the humans that yeah, turn dark, not exactly. the magic itself. Mm-hmm, I agree. Uh, I mean, any, any final thoughts on Willow? You know, it's just something, you know, if you could sum it up and you wanted to just put oh, it in a nice little yeah. package for the fakers at home. Yeah, Willow is just, uh, I think Willow depicts, like, the true witch, like, a true modern witch. Um, You know, there's no real, like, frills to her becoming it. Um, And she just is, and I think that's amazing. And if people haven't watched Buffy because they think it's just, like, a teen show, they should, and they're going to fall in love with Willow, at least. You're going to fall in love with someone but everyone falls in love with Willow. Yeah, and it's, you know? it's those goddamn choker necklaces. Ah, they're everywhere and they're so good. <laughs> they're so oh my good. god. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Well, Crispy, thank you for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Hell yeah, it was a blast. Uh, well, yeah, anything to promote or any way that the fakers at home can follow you and support you? Yeah, so the easiest way to follow me is on Instagram. I am the patchouli charmer, all one word. If you don't use Instagram, I do have a website and it's just the patchouli charmer.com. Perfect. Uh, well, you can follow us on Instagram at fake ritual and, you know, please rate, review, and subscribe where you are listening to this. Right now, you're listening to this on something and I bet that thing can be used to rate or review. So, 
This is me just like begging you, please just do that. Just do that for me if you like do the it. show at all. Do it. Yeah, see, Crispy said do it. Mm -hmm. She's using her witch powers right now to make yes. you do it. <laughs> be careful or, or dark Crispy will be unlocked. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the show. And uh, Crispy, would you care to join me in sending the fakers off with a warm, willowy go fake yourselves? Okay. Uh, and I want to count it down from three. Three, two, one. Go bake, bake yourselves. I feel like that was a spell. <laughs>